Hey, welcome on in. It's a Tuesday edition of the Lunch Show here on ClabesOnline.com, driven by Munganath St. Louis Acura, powered by Amron, Illinois, and also brought to you by the HomeLoanExpert.com. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Mike Claiborne. Claves, how you doing? I am good, man. This is the first time we've had a chance to do this, uh, certainly in St. Louis. Uh, so I'm well, good. You. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you 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 in St. Louis. I've uh, yeah. I, I've been here for the the past several months. You uh, you're already looking at when you get to head back down to Florida after the weather that we've had here the past few um, days. I'm told the weather is going to be better after tomorrow. So I guess tomorrow's supposed to be pretty rough. So you know we'll we'll manage. It's getting we'll, better though. Yeah, we'll we'll see what the uh, if the Cardinals are able to get that game in tomorrow. As uh, yesterday's one was uh, was banged and it was turned into a uh, a doubleheader claims on Flag Day. Well, we got to make an adjustment on Flag Day, considering that the season was delayed as far as spring training was concerned. I think a better way to assess it would be the July Fourth, uh, because as you've seen, you know, no pitchers going past four innings, and I think they had to grow it. Throw in the fact that at the end of this month they're going to reduce the roster by two. So I think we have to have a little bit more evaluation time. So you're you're making Independence Day now and Flag Day all all in one. Yeah, I'm, I'm being very patriotic. All right. Well, hey, before we uh, we talk about those Cardinals, we have some breaking uh, not some breaking news. We have some big news. We have some big news here on Claves Online, and uh, it's a, a new addition to the uh, to the team Claves. As starting next week, we are going to be introducing a new weekly podcast all baseball podcast and we uh we welcome to the team katie Wu from the athletic as she will be joining us uh, each and every week with her own podcast here on claves online i'm looking forward to it uh i think katie in a little over the year she's been here has done a really good job covering the cardinals and certainly baseball and uh you know she's she's a worker man she puts work in and, and i think you've seen it with some of the stories that she's written and some of the ones she's broken and uh, for her to be part of the team, I'm excited for, and I'm looking forward to her working with me and you and Rammer and all of our baseball aficionados. Yeah, lots of baseball coverage uh, coming your way here on Claves Online all season long. Um, an outlet Claves that uh, that on Thursday at opening day was described by some as the best dressed outlet media outlet in all of St. Louis. <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. I mean, you know, it's not like there's a lot of competition. No. So, I mean, you know, if, if you have clean underwear on, that's a good start in some cases. So, uh, yeah, we rocked. And, you know, now that yeah. Katie's on board, we got that. We got it covered, man. So, I'm, yeah, I would say that that day we probably we were in the clubhouse with the lead before the uh, national anthem began. Yeah, the, the, the some of the other uh, outlets got some work to do when we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll undertake we'll talk about that. It's yeah. an undertaking. <laughs> We uh, next week, next week on the show, Claves, an announcement that's uh, that's even bigger than uh, than what we did just announce. Um, that I I can't wait to tell people about and to talk about. But we have to. We've been told we have to wait until next Monday. Really? To officially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already told somebody. I know you've told a lot of people yeah. because everybody that I've told, they were like, "Oh yeah, Claves already told me." So I can't keep my mouth shut about it. And apparently, uh, you I can't were. either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Billy Blabbermouth here. So, but no, hey, for the uh, that's I mean, mostly I would say that's within the media ranks of stuff. But yeah, we we got uh, something pretty big 
in the works that'll be uh, that'll be officially announced next week. That's starting in May, so a May launch date for a, a new project that we're starting. Katie, we hope to have uh, ready and going next week. So lots of baseball to talk about all season long. Only three games to talk about so far. This past uh, this past weekend, the Cardinals got underway on Thursday, off day on Friday, and then uh, Saturday and Sunday games before getting rained out yesterday. As you look at just 27 innings of baseball in a 162-game season, what are your early assessments of this 2022 Cardinal team? Uh, they're still good defensively. Yeah. Um, you know – to try and really put a thumbnail on, you know, three games from an offensive standpoint, I have to take into account a couple of things. One, these guys are swinging the bat well in the end of spring training. A lot of them were. Uh, two, they were facing the inexperienced Pittsburgh Pirate team that from a pitching standpoint is very young and very raw. And three, a lot of these guys are still just throwing fastballs. Okay. I mean, the, the weather changes. Um, guys can't get the grip that they had when they were in Florida or maybe in Arizona. I think that's one of the reasons why Matt's ended up with the blister. You know, the humidity and the cool weather, they don't know always mix. So there are a lot of things that I would probably have in reserve because of the fact that the situation of A, three games and the youth. And, and Pittsburgh isn't very good right now. And I don't. I think the Milwaukee series will be a better one to assess your indoors, you're familiar with them. You haven't seen them. They haven't seen you. So there'll be a lot of different intangibles that go into giving us a better assessment of what we have in the early stages of the season. Yeah, and I think it, the talk all season long is going to be that this team needs more pitching. And I think you, you know, you said it best that the defense is good. Uh, this is this is head head and shoulders the best defense in all of baseball. And that you could just say that just based on the numbers. You don't have to go around and look at who else has, you know, what infielders, what outfielders. You can look at what the Cardinals have on the field. You can look at the awards they won last year and the awards they were up for, and it's clear-cut. This is the best defense in all of baseball. So you didn't need to go out and sign Clayton Kershaw and sign Max Scherzer. You didn't need to go out and get those big guns. But you just you need guys that can throw strikes and that they're going to put the ball in play and let your defense go to work. And Matt's had a few walks, and – in that inning where he gave up the five runs and gave up the grand slam on Sunday, there were a few balls that fell in front of outfielders that they they couldn't get to that you know were just hit in the right spot. But then he left that one up for the grand slam on that first pitch, and you could tell that you know bases loaded first pitch, probably pressing a little bit, and he 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 left it there and and they hit it. Well, you're right, um, but the other thing that goes into play, you notice how many first pitch swings we saw Pittsburgh take. And once Matt couldn't get the ball down, uh, he was he was dead meat. I mean, there was no way to, else to look at it. And, you know, now we learned he had a blister that really didn't give him the, the flexibility he needed to be able to get the ball down. Um, that might be the worst outing we'll see of Steven Matz all season because in spring training, he was really solid. And, and I was watching where his location is. He, his, his, he spots his fastball really well, man. It's up and down. It's in and out. It's got a little movement to it. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm impressed with what I've seen from him, uh, leading up to when he got roughed up in that one inning. Remember he had five strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, so they weren't, you know, those first couple three innings, he, he was having it his way, but you know, at one inning he just couldn't get out of, and you know what, you just attribute that to experience and dealing with an injury 
or a minor injury, a very minor injury. And I'm looking forward to seeing him in his next outing. Yeah, there's two things that we two pitchers we haven't seen yet this this year and and that rain out I think has a little bit to do with it right now. We haven't seen Drew Verhagen yet this year. We we haven't seen and we haven't seen Jordan Hicks. And I think we expected those two to be piggybacked off of each other, but now with Hicks missing his first start of the year, his first scheduled start of the year due to the off days and the rainouts, I wonder how Ali Marmol is going to work those two in and get them a few innings before that uh, that next go around to get to Jordan Hicks again. Well, I think you'll see Hicks back up uh, Dakota Hudson tonight. I think everybody will move back one. Verhagen will be available to back up, um, you know, the next start, the next starter. So I, I think that's what you'll see more than anything else. Hicks will get some action in this evening, uh, it's, um, and then they'll have save him for Saturday where he'll get the start. I don't think it's going to be any different than what you would see in spring training where you'd have a starter go three or four, and then you'd have another guy, a middle relief guy, come in and get his two or three, and then you turn it over to the back end of the bullpen. I think that's kind of what you're going to see today. Uh, we've because seen that- tomorrow's not guaranteed. I mean, the weather tomorrow does not look good. Right. So they want to get him on the mound today compared to just trying to save him without him having a chance to throw before the weekend. We've seen one of the new arms, Nick Whitgren. We've seen him twice now this in the first three games of the year. I know you got a chance to talk to him the other day. And he's so far in, in two outings, he's he's impressed me. He's going to go out there. He's going to get you out. So that's all you need out of a reliever. And that's what he's done so far. He is a guy that you're right, gets out. Uh, he can make him hit it on the ground. He's not necessarily a fly ball pitcher, and he has his stuff enough good stuff where he can beat you inside. So uh, he's a guy that's going to be a valuable guy to this ball club. The question is, how much do you use guys? I think we learned a lot last year in the game, the way San Diego used their bullpen. And come the end of July, they had nothing. I mean, they used them up. Uh, I think the Cardinals have a lot more experience in dealing with that. So with the usage and, and, and the fact that you're going to send two guys out, that are major league ready, okay? And I don't know who those two guys are, but they're on the roster now. So you're going to see the Memphis shuttle come into play also. One uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about today, and we we again three games. I, I'm trying, and I, I'm trying with you and with Rammer to not try to go huge picture and blow things up uh, this early into the season. But we did see the lineup come out yesterday, and Albert Pujols wasn't starting again in the lineup on, on Monday, another righty on the mound. You saw Lars Newtbar was scheduled to be the DH. So far, we saw Albert get that opening day start, which I think was more for the for the show of things because it was opening day, but we haven't seen him start since. We know that there's a lefty that's going to be pitching in Milwaukee uh, this weekend. And one but, tonight. And, and one. so we know that Albert's going to get those at-bats, but three other games against the Pirates, do you – do you think he should have gotten at least one no. start there? Do you think, no. I mean, is it only going to be lefties this year? How how often should he play? Well, let's back up. I think the reason why you've only seen him once, I think it's incumbent upon the manager to make sure all his guys get a chance to play early. I mean, you go from the end of spring training and you sit for a week um, and maybe a little longer, doesn't do anybody any good. You'll see Sosa in the lineup here soon as well. Kisner was scheduled to play yesterday. So I think you have to take this first week out of the equation with regard to the usage of Albert. Um, they want to get Newt Barr some at-bats. So let's move on from that. I think he's going to face lefties. I think he'll face some selected righties. 
I think you'll see him in the lineup at least twice, if not three days a week, as far as a DH. And as we get deeper into the season, you'll see him play a little first base and let Goldschmidt DH. Uh, I think you'll be looking for more matchups and what he's done in the past against certain people. And I think you'll see the same thing and they'll get Goldschmidt matchups against people that he eats up a lot, which is just about anybody when the summer rolls around. So they thought this out. So I wouldn't put too much into this first week. And one of, you know, a disclaimer I threw on it yesterday when, when Rammer and I were talking about this is when you see Albert out there, when you saw him on Thursday out there in the Cardinal uniform and you kind of look at it and you go, God, it, it really, it's been, you know, 10 plus years since we've seen him in that uniform in that batter's box and the memories from when he was here from 2001 to 2011 come back to you. And it's hard to just grasp that this isn't the same guy that this guy has fallen off that this guy that you would put three number three in the lineup against anybody at any time in their careers. And he would hit them. Well, that that's not who it is anymore. And that you have to kind of come to terms with that as a fan watching this and saying, okay, that's that this isn't the same guy. Yeah. But doesn't that happen to everybody? You know, that has been away for 11 years. Yeah. And so, that's, I mean, that's the thing though. All these memories are coming back though for it that you go, okay, he's going to do the same things he I, did then, yeah. but it's like, no, wait, he's, he's not. You're right. And, and even his stance is different. You know, when he was here, he had a stance where he was crouched. It was almost like he's sitting in a chair. Now he's a little bit more upright. His bat's a little lower to his body. Uh, a lot of things change. And I, I really hope that people take into account that nobody is as good now as they were 10 years ago. So whether it's you or me or Albert or anybody else, uh, we just hope we can catch some flashes of it and it'll be enough to be a successful season for him and the ball club. Two-game series against the Royals starts tonight, 645 start time, and then an afternoon game is scheduled for tomorrow. Scheduled. We will <laughs> we will see how that uh, how that plays out before they head up to Milwaukee for a four-game series. You are watching and listening to Lunch with Claves and Joe, powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and also sponsored by the home loan experts, Ryan Kelly. You can find him and the Gillespies online at thehomeloanexperts.com. I'm with the Home Loan Experts, James and Jason Gillespie, their father and son combination. James, you guys not only do great work with mortgages, you also do great work in the community. That is correct, Mike. We have several programs for the community where we're out helping the community as well. Isn't that right, Jason? You're right, Dad. We are doing a ton of work in the community, but we're also doing a ton of work helping home buyers refinance and buy homes. All you have to do is give us a call. And hey, Claves with Cardinal Baseball back. You see it there on the screen. Upcoming promotions the next time that they will be at Bush Stadium. We'll be here in uh, about 10 days or so next weekend series, April 29th through May 1st. And on May 1st, the Cardinals are hosting the Diamondbacks on that day. 10,000 kids ages 15 and younger will take home their own Cardinal Fleece Blanket thanks to the Pasta House Company. So make sure that uh, you're good. The, uh, the kids tell mom and dad to get the tickets today at cardinals.com slash promotions. Claves this past weekend, uh, some real nice giveaways with the mystery jersey and also the uh, the Mike Shannon bobblehead. How many Mike Shannon bobbleheads you got at home these days? Well, that's a good question. I'm looking at two right now. I'm looking at three in my office now. 
So I, I think I have the limit. <laughs> I've got I got the Mike Shannon alarm clock and the bobbleheads, and he and John did a bobblehead together. Uh, yeah, that's been a pretty popular item as far as uh, Mike Shannon is concerned. But you know, here's something else I want to remind everybody: if you look at this promotion list, man, that's always something given away virtually every night, every day. I mean, so there's a, another reason to get to the ballpark, uh, not only to see the ball club, but there's always something that will be a memorable item for you when you leave the park. Yeah, that's cardinals.com slash promotions. We'll be back in 90 seconds. The future of electric vehicles is beginning to grow across the Midwest, but there's a lot of work to be done before most people will feel comfortable switching from gas to EV. Ameren, Illinois President and Chairman Richard Mart gives us some insight into how they're preparing by adding more electric vehicle charging stations. Our vision is to basically have charging stations every 60 or miles or so, you know, from Cook County all the way to the tip of the state down to the Kentucky area, and then across the state, east and west, going toward Kansas and Iowa uh, to, the, to the west and going toward Indiana uh, uh, to the east. And so uh, we, we feel that uh, within the next few years, we'll probably add, probably, you know, we're hoping to add 60 to, to 70 a year over the next five years to really complete that infrastructure for the entire Midwest. In fact, uh, the Midwest now has all the utilities in the Midwest are joining together to coordinate that. So, uh, which is the first time it's ever happened that you've had Wisconsin say, okay, we're gonna build our charging stations here, and Illinois say, okay, well, we can tap on here in Missouri. This makes sense for us. So we can expand that north, south, east, and west by coordinating with other utilities. Back here on Lunch with Klaibs and Joe here on ClaibsOnline.com, powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com. Joe Roderick, Mike Claiborne here with you. Klaibs, I don't know how much of uh, the Masters that you were able to catch this past weekend uh, up there in the uh, in the press box, but it wasn't, you know, there, there were some moments on Sunday where you thought maybe we'd see it end up a little closer than what it was, but... In the end, though, it was uh, Scott Schleffler with the uh, with the win. It was, I wouldn't call it the most exciting Masters. I mean, there was some shot making that took place, but the, the bigger story was Tiger, and he kind of took away the luster of what Scheffler was able to do. He was pretty good for three days in a row, um, and he ends up winning. But I thought the story was Tiger, and the fact that he just fit, that he finished, I think, was the story in its own right. But uh, Scheffler, is, he was hot coming into this thing, man. He and Cameron Smith, man, those two guys were really playing good golf. Uh, and I don't think it's the last we've seen of Scheffler because now he's kind of woken up and realized, okay, A, I've won three times already this year. B, I'm also a Masters champion. Uh, it can only get better for him. At least that's what we think because I look at Jordan Spieth on a regular basis and he's never really recovered. No, that's a name. I mean, he he was out there. I mean, I you know, a few years ago, you're talking about Jordan Spieth going after Tiger and, mm-hmm. and Jack's record, and now it's when's he going to win again? <laughs> you know what? It, it's I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, think about how many guys since Tiger's been on the tour that we thought, or oh, this guy's going to give Tiger a run for his money. Tiger survived all of them. Mm-hmm. 
whether it was uh, you go back to Sergio or Phil or uh, Davis Love. I mean, there's so many guys that everybody thought was going to give Tiger a run for his money and we'd have this so-called rivalry. Uh, it never really materialized. I don't think any of those guys can really say they had a rivalry with Tiger. And we were talking about 25 years of golf. Yeah. Who was it? David Duvall? Was that the David God, Duvall that, was the other was, one? Yeah. That was one way back in the day. And uh, he he was right up there. He was doing those showdowns with him and everything. And and then it just it, it just fell off real fast. No, it did. It did. And we, we've seen a lot of other guys that I, I hell we can go back to Matt Kuchar, when he was in uh, college, when they were playing amateur, everybody thought Kuchar was going to give Tiger a run for his money when they turned pro. That didn't work. And this has been guy after guy after guy that that just couldn't maintain the consistency. Tiger the, uh, did play all four rounds. He made the cut on Friday. He played Saturday and Sunday. Ended up shooting the worst he's ever shot. At, Which I would take any day of the week. <laughs> Plus 13. <laughs> and... In the end, you kind of look at it and you, you know, you're going to talk, okay, was this more dominant than than when he shot 20 under? Was this more impressive? I shouldn't say dominant. Was this more impressive than when he shot 20 under? Because, I mean, 14 months ago, they damn near had to take his leg off. Well, you, you make a good point, and I, I'll go this one step further. Um, think about the age. And the physical, you know, Augusta National is not an easy course to walk, okay? And I, I know most people haven't been there. I've had a chance to play it a couple of times, and I found it to be very challenging uh, just for the terrain alone. And for him, as you mentioned, 14 months ago, we weren't even sure if he was ever going to walk again uh, with two legs or his own legs. Uh, just says all, all you can say about commitment and just his work ethic and and kudos to the physical trainers, uh, physical therapists. They, they put him back together and got him in a position to go out and play. How much uh, motivation do you think is, you know, it used to be his motivation to win every time out there. How much of a motivation now do you think it's just for his son to see him play and see his son to see him win at this level? Well, I think it's, it's important. Uh, and I think the fact it's important because he's older and he gets it now more than when he was a youngster, when he saw his dad win. Uh, I think that has something to do with it, but he still has that competitive spirit, man. And that that's the thing that really amazes me. You've got all the money, you've got all the championships and you still go out and compete when he could easily sit back and do endorsements and do other things and make even more money, but he still wants to play and God bless him for still having that desire because a lot of guys walk away from it at this age. Not sure when he is going to play next, but he has said that he is uh, committing himself to playing in the Open Championship at St. Andrews coming up well, in a few uh, few weeks. He's he That's one of his more successful courses when you play the Open. I think he's won there twice. Uh, it's not as hard to walk as uh, Augusta is. So uh, who knows, man? By then he'll be stronger and hopefully he'll be, have the, the flexibility that he'll need and he'll be able to hone his game a little bit more. So we could see some real fun. You know, the weather the, the weather issue in, in, in that part of the world can be a little dicey. I've never seen an open where it looked like it was a nice day outside. No. Never. never. I just I just figured that was just like the cameras they had out there. No. Like that was the filters they had on the cameras over there. Here's the other thing, though. Um, and all the courses, you know, and I look at those courses and I say, well, some of the oldest courses in the world, they sure look like it. Because if, you know, those courses, if they were here in, in, in the U.S., in St. Louis, we wouldn't even play them. 
I'm not playing that dog track. I mean, it looks like there's nothing more than craters where somebody dropped bombs and call them sand traps. It, it, it's not an attractive course, but I know there's great tradition. I get all of that, but it's not something will float my boat. As uh, you, you know, you talk about the walking being easier, I, that flight out there for somebody that's had leg issues, that's going out there for something like that. I mean, just getting over there is going to be a little tougher than just making the trip up from Florida to, to Augusta, Georgia for that. Well, too. I, here's I, I know he flies different than you and me. There you go. And, and the fact you, is you he fly can be different there. than me and Tiger flies different than you. So yes, he I does. Mean, uh, but, but think about the fact he's got plenty of time to plan this yeah. out. This isn't like he's going from one event to another. Uh, he can go there for a couple three weeks if he wants to and just get himself truly acclimated. Uh, and I, I bet that will be something he'll probably explore is getting there even earlier to make sure that he's got his training regimen set up and all the people he needs to take with him to get him straightened out and making sure he's stretched out. All those things will come with it. So he'll have a whole plane full of people. And they'll all be on his plane. Hey, coming up uh, later on this afternoon here on Klabe's Online, uh, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Rammer and I will have daily cards live. And uh, the Rammer also still doing the show with Rocchio. They're still doing the two-man game. And that's going to ramp up here as the NBA playoffs get started tonight, Klabe's NBA playoffs. There's your bracket for the uh, for the 2022 playoffs Tonight, you get the Cavs and the Nets and the Clippers and the uh, the T-Wolves in those uh, in those play-in games as uh, the, the it's all set right now. You got it all set. Those are the seven, eight games. The winner of those two games, they make the playoffs. The losers of those two games have to uh, have to wait till Friday to win a game to find out if they are going to make the playoffs because tomorrow it's Hornets Hawks and then it's Spurs Pelicans in the uh, 9-10 play-in games. What do you, as you see the bracket here in front of you, what do you like from uh, from what you see? I think that Philadelphia-Toronto series is going to be a battle, man. It, it's going to be a battle. Uh, Toronto will give Philadelphia all they can handle because of the fact they're a little thin. Philadelphia is bench-wise. They don't have much of a bench, and Thibault won't be able to play in Canada. Um, I don't think the Bucks are going to have a problem with the Bulls because they're too beat up. Uh, in the East, you know, Miami is really good. They, they don't get enough credit. They match up well with just about anybody. Uh, and they'll take care of the winner of this, the Hawks-Charlotte uh, game. I really like Charlotte in that game. Uh, they, they're more of a team compared to uh, Atlanta, who's got one guy and a couple of other good guys. But I like Charlotte. I think the Nets will handle Cleveland. The Nets will move on. Uh, on the Western side, when you look at, uh, I think, the Utah uh, – I'm sorry, Denver – Golden State, that's going to be a battle. Uh, Golden State doesn't have anything, anyone who can control Jokic inside. So that's going to be a battle. I think Memphis will go through the Clippers fairly quick. Uh, San Antonio and New Orleans, I think I like San Antonio a little bit more than I like New Orleans. Uh, but Phoenix is the cream of the crop. They're the cream of the crop in the league. And if you if they play through all the way through, you could easily see Phoenix and Miami in the, in the finals and, and you know milwaukee's gonna have something to say about it. they're still the champions so i think we're gonna have a fun series man i think the playoffs are gonna be fun we're gonna see some new faces we're gonna see some new names to be to start to follow so i'm anxious to see it and it starts tonight
Man, you just you look at some of those potential matchups, those second round matchups, and you look at the Grizzlies facing either the Nuggets or the Warriors in in that series, and you just look at the potential of some seven game, uh, how far some of these can go. But you mentioned, you know, back to the back to the East, back to these play in games. You mentioned the one guy for the Hawks. You 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 say that you like the Hornets over the Hawks. That one guy though, Trey Young has shown time and time again that when he's on a big stage, I mean, he he likes to show off and he likes to showcase his talents. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think that could be said for Kevin Durant. There's a handful of guys. So the concept is, listen, this guy's going to get his no matter what. We got to make sure that somebody else doesn't get off that night. And I think you'll see some teams give him legitimate defensive looks, but they'll also make sure either if they don't deny him early, They'll they'll they won't double him very often because they don't want him finding an open man and that open man starts to get hot. So I think what you do is you have to play honest, straight up defense and deny other players the ball in situations where they're comfortable and shoot the ball. So it's, it's going to be interesting. And, and the thing is, the teams that he'll face, uh, especially and again, I don't think they'll get past the first game. I really look at some of these teams having to really play defense and the coaches that are coaching uh, right now are really good defensive minded guys. So while I know some people don't like defense, I think the interesting looks that they're going to give some of these star players is something we should all pay attention to. Do you like, I mean, now that we are in, it's, this looks like it's here to stay this play in series with the, the top 10 seeds. You see how it plays out. You see the way it's scheduled. Do, Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, the, the only risk you run is having a team under 500 that gets lucky and finds themselves getting in, in, in the real tournament. But overall, I, I think the league is just too deep now with too many good players to have so many of them sitting at home, uh, because there may be one or two players short as far as a team is concerned. This gives those also rans a taste of what it looks like. And it also puts a little bit more pressure on management to really uh, stock up their team a little bit more for the following year. So I, overall, I do like it. And on top of that, even if a 500 team gets in there, let's let, I mean, let's say you, you as we bring it back up, let's say, you know, the Pelicans get in there and they got to face the Suns in, in that first round matchup. I mean, this isn't Major League Baseball where it's a five game series. And if you have two good starting pitchers, they could dominate and you could sneak into the league championship. I mean, this is the NBA where who, no matter who the Suns play, they're going to take it over and they're going to they're going to win that series in four or five games. Well, that's a good point you make because of this reason. I think that in order to win, because you have so many rounds, you have to dispatch teams early. You you can't have too many seven game series on your resume for a playoff series, a playoff run. You got to sweep somebody. You got to beat somebody in five get your rest and here's where experience comes into play veteran players are going to tell these young guys look man get off your feet get your rest this is playoffs it's going to be a little bit more intense and there's going to be a little bit more required of you so rest eating right and making sure you take care of your body will be the key but it all starts with you trying to vanquish your opponent as quickly as possible your uh, your Lakers are going to be looking for a new head coach. As yeah, they, I'll be uh, looking for a new president of basketball operations too. There, there there's a lot they have to look for. Uh, yeah, with, I think Rob Palenka has done an awful job. Yeah, uh, I, the way he handled the Frank Vogel firing was was unfortunate to say mm-hmm. the least. Um, yeah, I'm not a Rob Palenka fan. I didn't. I was. I've known Rob since he left Michigan, 
and uh, I knew him when he was an agent. And he was a decent agent. I mean, you know, who can't be a good agent when you represent Kobe, okay? But the way he's handled some things with the Lakers and how he's alienated so many people from Laker Nation, i.e. Magic Johnson, uh, as for an example, it, it just doesn't work. I'm sorry. It, it's like if Mo, John Mozeliak, started to alienate Cardinals of the past or an Ozzy or, you know, other players that have come through here that we've all come to appreciate, you know, Palenka has alienated those guys in a severe manner, uh, along with the fact that he's miscommunicated and he wants to blame Vogel for losing. Come on now. I mean, he's the one to put this team together. He and LeBron and LeBron owns some of this too. I, I really think the big issue with the Lakers is I don't think anybody anticipated a, the fact that Russell Westbrook was going to have a very disappointing season, but B, okay, we know Anthony Davis is going to get hurt. Okay, we get that. that that's just who he is. But there were so many other guys who didn't step up and didn't play as well as you expected them to. I think losing Caruso hurt him as well. So it, it was just a poor situation all the way around. And I don't know how they recover because they're so cap heavy with so many salaries that they can't unload. Yeah, the, uh, the playoffs start tonight. It is on TNT this evening. Again, Cavaliers and Nets, followed by Clippers and T-Wolves. That is tonight, uh, the first two play-in games. The so seven, eight teams playing in the NBA playoffs. This is Lunch with Klaibs and Joe, powered by Ameren, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, and also sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com. We'll be back after this. St. Louis Acura is the only Acura dealer in the nation to win the Precision Team Award for 30 years. How do we do it? By making you, our customers, our number one priority. As others increase their fees and take advantage of limited inventory, we keep our prices low because we remain committed to becoming better than ever and treating you as we want to be treated. We want you coming back and sending your friends and family to a veteran-owned, family-based business you can trust. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you. Klaibs, you're back home right now, which means that you're uh, you're finally reunited with your uh, your pups and uh, Poffit K9, another sponsor here of the lunch show. Yes, and I'm having a visit with them next week. Take the dogs off for a little bit of a refresher course and make sure that everybody's on the same page. I got to tell you, what they've done for my dogs is something I've truly come to appreciate. And if, as I mentioned before, if you have a pet, maybe they're a little sideways on some issues, or maybe you want to get a pet for your family, make sure that you have the right people training your dog at the beginning instead of at the end, because it's a lot more fun for everybody when they are trained in a professional and proper manner that uh, you'll appreciate. So I just give them a call or go online and see what they do. Uh, they've got a great website. They've got a lot of information and they work with all dogs. I know some people don't work with, with terriers and pit bulls and things of that nature. They work with all dogs. No, they don't leave any dog behind is, is, is their motto. And they do a phenomenal job. So I suggest you check them out. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up on today's lunch show here on ClaibsOnline.com. On Friday, April 29th, the Cardinals take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arenado hits it down the left field line, hooking, gone! It's off the foul pole! An absolute rocket! That day, 25,000 fans, ages 16 and older, will go home with an adult puffy vest featuring the Sluggerbird logo presented by Bayer. The puffy vest is backed by popular demand on Friday, April 29th. For more information, head to cardinals.com slash promotions.
Clay's wrapping things up today with a little blues talk as they are uh, they're on fire. The, the calendar turned over to April and they have not lost since. Five straight wins, seven of their last eight. What has changed with this team? Well, they haven't been playing very many good teams. That that's helped. The Minnesota series, uh, that game was a tough game. It was, I think, it's one of the best games they played all year. But when you look at Arizona and the Islanders and some other teams that they run through, they did exactly what they were supposed to do, and, and send the message that you know we're the St. Louis Blues and you're not. This will be a good test against Boston uh, as they go on the road. And Buffalo's playing a little bit better also. And then they have Minnesota in Minnesota this weekend. Uh, and those two are fighting for a playoff spot or a playoff position. So the fact that they're getting healthier, Tory Krug is close to coming back, and I think he's going to be a huge factor. Uh, you think about the defense seems like they've got it together. I'm a little concerned, though, about their 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 physical presence. Uh, we saw Minnesota come in and kind of push the Blues around a little bit. Islanders did the same thing. Blues don't have anybody that really can counter. And this whole thing about just because you get a hit in open ice, all of a sudden you have to get you have to fight the guy. I'm not buying that. I think the Blues have to find a way to step up their team toughness game. Because if you look at them, they do a lot of barking and chirping, but nobody's grabbing a guy and nobody's dropping the gloves. I mean, and I know people say, well, when the playoffs roll around, that's going to change. I don't think it will. I think the Dallas Stars and teams like that who have a physical presence uh, will, will assert it. I think Colorado has shown that they loaded up with some physical presence as well. I don't think the Blues have enough, and that's my concern. They are up in uh, Boston for a game tonight. Uh, is it? Did they go to Boston last year? I'm trying to think how the schedule. That's a good question. Out. I'm trying. I, I don't I, think I, so. I'm trying to remember how the 21 season went. I know it was a shortened year. No, they didn't. They didn't go. Remember, they only played Western Conference team. Was that okay? I thought that was the. I, I, I'm confused between yeah, yeah 20 and, and 21 and how how these seasons have gone. So. Though they, if if that is true, the last time they were in Boston was a uh, was a pretty good time. Yeah, let's have a hopefully have a good time tonight. <laughs> they are uh, they're sitting in third place right now in the uh, in the Central with ninety four points, tied with Minnesota. Minnesota does have a game in hand, and they are uh, they're they're still about they're seven points up from Nashville for that wild card spot. So they are they're looking good here with ten games left to go on the uh, on the season. Claims, I know you got to get down to the ballpark. Two-game series against the Royals starts tonight, 645. You'll have a pregame show on KMOX. What do you have planned for tonight? Well, obviously, we'll talk to the manager, and hopefully we'll visit with Mike Matheny and get a feel for what his ball club is looking like for 2022. And, of course, I'm looking forward to the start of the game if the Cardinals win, and then we'll go from there. And what is we'll, uh, what what was this weekend? I mean, you you had Ali Marmol on Thursday, all excited about his first game as manager, and then you turn around and the next day, Skip Schumacher's there because Ali had the flu. Yeah, it was a little different, and I was talking to Ali about it yesterday, about being at home watching and listening to the game. He said he'd never really done that before. You know, he's always at the ballpark, and it's one thing that I, I don't think we take into account how durable these managers and coaches are, uh, they don't miss many games. Uh, players get a day off here and there, but, but coaches and managers are there every day. Now some would say, well, they're not playing, but they're there long before the players get there and long after the players get there. So it, it's a, it's a long work day. I mean, you know, we, we all remember how much Tony LaRusso sweat during a, during a game that he was managing. So yeah, I, it's, it's I, a challenge. 
I don't think I don't think there's many that are working as hard as he did back in the uh, back in the day, and I don't think I've seen any post game pressers with him with towels on him so far in Chicago. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe maybe he's toned it down a little bit in his. Uh... Well, when you when you're pushing eighty, I guess you do have to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> Claims, we will uh, we will talk to you next week. Again, if you missed the beginning of the show, we announced a new podcast with Katie Wu starting next week here on Claves Online. Um, read her stuff on The Athletic. And Claves will be listening to you, John and Rick, on KMOX tonight for the first of two against the Royals. This has been Lunch with Claves and Joe, powered by Amron, Illinois, driven by Munganash St. Louis Acura, and also sponsored by the HomeLoanExpert.com. We will talk to you next week, everybody, and plenty of content all week long right here on ClavesOnline.com. We broke ground for a 2.5 megawatt solar facility. Uh, it's located in East St. Louis on 17 acres of property. It is the first time a utility has built a energy generating uh, plant in Illinois in the last 30 years. You talk about a clean energy facility, give everybody an idea of what exactly that means. Solar panels will collect the energy from the from the sun. There'll be 3,000 of these solar panels, eight foot by eight foot. Those panels will then convert the sunlight and that will be converted to electricity that can then go out on the power lines that comes to your homes.